Blog Talk Radio. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. God was that grace that bought me liberty. I, I do not know why God even loved, loved me so. But he looked, looked beyond my faults. He looked, looked beyond my faults. Yes, he looked, looked beyond my faults and saw all my needs. Let me say it again. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. Todd was that grace that bought me liberty. I, I do not know why he loved, loved me so. But he looked. Look beyond my fall and saw oh, oh, on my knees. Yes, amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. Tud was that grace that bought me liberty. I, I do not know. Why he loved, loved me so. But he looked, looked beyond my fault. Yes, he looked, looked beyond my fault. Yes, he looked, looked beyond my fault. And so, oh, my need. This is the Apostle Alexander Lockham of the Burning Bush Church. 402 North 13th Street in Irwin, North Carolina. Phone number 910-658-5206, Church phone number is 910-897-7392, 910-897-7392. We're certainly glad for you to call us at any given time for prayer when we are available. We count the privilege to be on the air this afternoon, and we pray that God will have a word for you. We fast and we prayed and laid before the Lord and asked God what would he have to share with us, to you tonight, not what we want to give, but what did the people need. The Bible says God rightly divided where God knows what we need, not what we want, but what we need. And so we come tonight bringing you what the Lord has given us to the best of our ability, the best of our understanding. And we pray that it will not go out and come out void, but it will find you right where you're sitting. Tonight, we want to thank Apostle Mars for allowing us to be able to come on the air and opening up this door. To God be the glory, the honor, and the praise, and we thank her for allowing God to use her to do so. Uh, so many ministers out there that she could have been using, but we count the privilege that she gave us this opportunity, and may God bless her and have her smile upon her. This afternoon, we want to talk uh, from a subject is you can make it, in spite of the difficulties. You can make it in spite of the difficulties. If you live long enough as a Christian in this world, you're going to run up against difficulties. Difficulties don't have nothing to do with how good you live, how you bad you live. These difficulties that you ran into, they didn't, they didn't come because you, you sin, because you didn't cross your T's and dot your I's because you wasn't a good two-shoe all day long. If you would have lived a little bit better, it wouldn't have happened. If you would have lived a little better, your husband would have walked out. If you would have lived a little better, your wife wouldn't have walked out. Your children wouldn't be acting contrary. If you would have lived a little better, no, baby, a difficulty is going to come. For Jesus said in his word, he said, many is the affliction of the righteous, many difficulties. That's what he meant. Many is the affliction of the righteous, but God promised to bring us out of them all. Difficulty is going to come to all our life, for we have no respect to a person. It rained on the just as well as the unjust, the good as well as the bad. But what we got to know is 
We can make it through the difficult time. Difficult mean difficult time when troubles come unexpected, when hard things come that look like that. Difficult means difficult for you. That means you want to give up throwing the towel because this looks like it's bigger than you can handle. It's so difficult. You just can't take no more of it. It just won't go away. It looked like it's just going to stay there, and it's becoming a burden now. And now it's becoming a, a disappointment. It, 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 it's still in your door. It, it got a frown on your face, and you, you don't know what to do about it because it won't go nowhere. You know, Paul said he prayed. He had a difficult situation. He didn't tell us what it was. He said a throne within his flesh. But he said, well, there's that God might keep him humble. God knows how to keep us humble. God knows how to keep us in where we need to be so we won't get the big head thinking that we all that and the big old thing to cook it. Hey, it's God. All the glory belongs to God. Oh, when we get through preaching, when we get through prophesying, when we get through teaching, when we get through laying hands on others, so God will be the glory. So difficult times are going to come. And they, they, whether it was a trial, whether it was a test, and sometimes the difficulty don't come from what you did. Sometimes the difficulty comes from what others did, folk that you're hanging around with, folk that you're connected with. Sometimes it's your children. Uh, sometimes it's your husband. Sometimes it's your wife. Sometimes it's your friend. Sometimes it's your coworkers on the job. Sometimes it's the bill. Sometimes it's sickness. Uh, but but difficult times going to come. But what we got to learn is we can make it through the difficult times. You can, others make it. We got witnesses that you can make it. You don't have to give up. You don't have to throw in the towel. This is not the end of the story. This is not the end of your life. Come on. You get up from there. Pull, 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 get, let them curtains up. Pull them curtains up. Get out of that dark room sitting there as though you let life is over. You're afraid to go face the world because you got so many difficulties. Yet there are others out there just like you. They got difficulty time too. But I come out tonight to help you with some scriptures from the Lord. Oh, I like to lie on the word. I, 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 the word of God can do better than I can. The word of God will find us. The word of God will, 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 will give us the insight that we need to make it in time like this. So the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but the word hasn't get going anywhere. So we're going to get into the word of God and give you some scriptures. I hope these trips will help you through your difficult times. I hope they will help you lift up your head and bow down. I hope they'll make you reach up and grab hope. Oh, I want to live. Sometimes the enemy deceives us, and he made us make us want to just end our lives. We think that there ain't nothing to live for. We we think we we ain't did nothing else. We love that person so much or that situation so much or that job so much. When we lost it, we want to end our lives. But I want you to know God got greater. If one don't shed another, they're going to come over. If you belong to God, God got greater. I know it hurt. I know that difficulty hurt. I know it looked like that it's going to take you out of here. But remember what God said. He said that all things work together for good to them who love God to them who are called according to the person. Let's go to Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, Nahum. It's in the Bible. It's one of the books of the Bible. And it says in the book of Nahum, the Lord is good. You got to know this when you're going through your difficult. See, because Satan will tell you God ain't good. God, oh, God don't love you no more. Oh, God, God is punishing you. God mad at you. He tell you all kind of lies so you'll believe that, so you'll lose your faith, you'll lose your confidence. The Bible said, lose not your confidence that you have in God, for it will give you a great recompense of reward. When you got confidence in God, it'll reward you out of wow. But Satan knows that, so he'll try to trick you and deceive you, so you will lose your confidence. You leave you you lose your faith in God. Uh-huh. Stop believing in Him. Now you're blaming Him rather than believing in Him. But Nahum one and seven said. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who take refuge in him. God knows you trusting in him. You you get devil got you thinking that God don't know that you're trusting in him. God knows that you are trusting in him. Can I say that again? God knows that you are trusting in him. I'm going to slow it down tonight. I don't try to be so fast that I want to explain it. If I don't get my two or three verses, long as I explain it tonight so you get an understanding, that God knows what you're going through. And he's a shelter in the time of a storm. He's a refuge. Hey, he's your deliverer. 
and he knows that you're going through these things, and he ain't fit to leave you in the dark. I feel a little something on that. He's not fit to leave you in the dark. So I had to lift up your head that hang down and straighten out your fever nape. Put a smile on your face. Get the jolly jolly. Get the joy. Be happy that God is coming to your rescue. Be happy that God's going to bring you out of this. This too shall pass. You're going to get through this thing. It ain't over. I know it looks bad. I know you hurting, but you need to get a new mindset. See, the reason you're hurting because you're caught up in that mindset. You're letting this difficult time, you're letting this difficult situation set you in a mindset of, of, of defeat, a mindset of failure. And here you are, you about to give up. You need to do like Muhammad Ali did. Here was he done already done lost the first eleven round. Huh? He had lost the eleven round and it looked like he was over with. Huh? But in the twelfth round, he knocked Joe Fraser out. He didn't give up. All he needed was a knockout. I know you've been beat up the eleven round. I know you do all beat up want to don't. You don't even want to go out the bell in the ring. Are you I preached a message one time, are you going out when the bell rang? Some of you sitting there in the bell don't ring and you won't go back into the fight. You sitting there in that corner, sitting in that corner. Referee done told you that they don't rank the bell for you to come back out and you sitting there uh, all defeated, all giving up, about to throw in the towel. But remember what Nahum one and seven said, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Let's go to Psalm 62 and 8. Trust in the Lord at all times. See, this is how you're going to get to your difficulty. You're trusting in your difficulty. You're trusting in the setback. You're trusting in the failure, the stock market failure. You lost your job that laid you off. Husband acting kind of, wife acting kind of. You're looking at the circumstance. You're looking at the difficulty. You're looking at the problem. You're looking at the situation, and it's stealing your joy. Huh? It's calling you to lose your trust. Trust in the Lord, Psalm 62 and 8. Trust in him at all times, old people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us to lack. See, God wants you to get in your prayer closet. That's why he said, your, that's why he said go to your prayer closet because there ain't nobody's business. He ain't still got on the porch. He ain't still got on the balcony because you 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 heard that uh you 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 heard heard that that some of the prophets of old did that. You heard Daniel did that. No, that ain't what you do. Go in your prayer closet and shut your door. The scripture say, and pray in secret, and God will reward you over. You go in your poor cup and pour your heart under God. Tell God how you feel. He already know how you feel anyway. So tell him how you feel. Be honest to God. Tell God you how you feel. Tell him you feel like giving up. Tell him you feel like quitting, throwing in the towel. Tell him you're so hurt that you don't have strength to go another mile. Tell him he knows anyway. And he said in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, he said that he will renew your strength. He said you will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. He knows what you're going through. All he did is waiting for you to come and confront him. He's waiting for you to let him know he already listened. Listen, it ain't that he don't know, but he's he waiting for you to come and tell him what he already knows. He already knows. He already has the answer to your deliverance. He already had the answer to your breakthrough. So we're talking about difficult tonight. If this, if, if this is you, if, if, if this message is you, then take wings and fly. Take hope in this word. You can make it. Huh? So we all right now, either we're coming out, either we're going in, is in, or we're coming out. We're going in, coming out, or we is in. But whatever the case may be, everybody's not going in at the same time. Everybody's not coming out at the same time. Everybody's not in at the same time. So that's why the Bible said, let the strong burn from it in the week. Somebody got to be strong. And tonight I'm strong because I've been weak. I've been the person that was weak. I've been the person that was going in. I went, been, I'm been the person that went through. I am the person that came out now, and I came out on the gaining side. I came out with victory. I came out with a smile on my face and joy down in my soul. And I come out and let you know you can come out too. You can come out the belt and the rain. So get up off that corner, get up off that bench, and come out fighting because the belt and the rain. And I want you to know you can make I know it hurt. Quit looking at the hurt. You sitting here, and I'm here talking to you, preaching to you, and you still looking at the hurt. Take your eyes off the hurt, huh? Well, next time you go out in the rain, do like do like Bruce Lee said. They asked Bruce Lee, what did he think about the man who fit the fight? Bruce Lee said he already beaten, just don't know it. 
And Bruce Lee said, I done knocked him out, but he don't know it. You got to know you done knocked that situation out. You got to know that when you get up off that bed, when that bell go bing, ding, ding, when you get up, you ain't going out there for him to knock you out. You going out there to knock him out. So somebody need to get up one more round. I know you done went 11 round, but I guarantee you with God on your side, you're going to be a knockout because the Holy Ghost going to knock him out in the 12th round. John 14 and 1 said, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Be also in me. That's what Jesus said. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, he said, believe also in me. Isn't that something? He said, Jesus said, now, you believe in God before I got here. He said, I'm doing the same thing God does. He said that I'm not telling you something different. What I'm telling you, if God were here, God would tell you the same thing. He ain't bringing no different reports. And that's what we got to do as leaders. We got to bring the report of God. We couldn't come bringing up some mess. We coming up in the oven and coming up from the grocery store, coming up from some seminary or cemetery. We got to bring what the Holy Ghost told us to bring. I came tonight to bring you what the Holy Ghost told me to bring, not what I want to bring to make you feel good, or to, to, to fancy your flesh, or put a smile on your face, or to say, oh, he really preached. No, 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 no. I brought a message of deliverance. A message that will break through. A message that will lift your head up. A message that will encourage your heart. A message that will give you hope. A message that will open up your eyes and you can see that God is able to do everything but fail. Oh, but in him you live. In him you move. Help me, Holy Ghost. In him you have your being. Everything you hear is going to be. Everything you would is in the Holy Ghost. Psalm 46 and 1 said, For uh, a, uh, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. That's what he said again. He's your refuge. He's your hope. He's your covering. He's your shelter in the time of the storm. He's a very present help. That means that he's present. Just because you don't see him doesn't mean he ain't there. God is invisible. But yet he said, Lord, I with you always even to the end of the earth. Yes, he's invisible. Yes, we cannot see him, but we know he's there. Huh? We know he's there. The songwriter said, I can feel him moving in the breed, in the tree. Huh? If God is dead, somebody tell me where body lies. If God is dead, Somebody show me where the body lies. If God be dead, somebody show me where the body lies. Because I know he lived, he lived, he lived, he lived, he lived. I can see it moving in the trees. I can feel it moving in the breeze. I can see it moving in the night, in the night, all over me. If God is dead, somebody show me where the body lies. I can want you to know he ain't dead. Ain't no need of you taking me to the funeral. Ain't no need of you taking me to the cemetery because I ain't going with you because I know ain't nobody there. I know he ain't there. He rose. He told Mary he rose. Mary went looking for him. Mary went to the graveyard looking for him, but she found out he wasn't there. She had the gardener. Where do you move my, where do you lay my master? Where do you lay my savior? But Mary, but he revealed himself to Mary that he had risen. He said, lo, I've risen. Oh, he ain't in the grave no more. You need to serve that God out of the grave. Quit serving that God in the grave. He, we always talk about he was in the grave. He ain't in the grave no more. He got up on the third day morning. Psalm 73 and 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes we're going to get weak. Be honest. Just because you get weak. Just because your heart failure. God ain't fail. God don't get weak because you get weak. God don't faint because you faint. God don't get weary because you get weary. 
The Bible said he don't faint. He doesn't get weary. He don't sleep nor slumber. Because just because you feel that way, just because your heart is failing you, it doesn't affect God. He's still God Almighty. He's still omnipotent. He's still I'm not present. He's still I'm not seen. He's all-powerful. He's still God. I want you to know that when Satan tries to make you feel bad and reason you ain't getting your deliverance, reason you ain't getting your breakthrough because God done got weak, or God losing their power. No, baby, God ain't lost nothing. If anybody lost some power, it's Satan. It sure ain't God because he's mighty. He's powerful. He's mighty in all that he do. He's I'm not pre- He's near. He sees everything you're going through. And he is. I come out and encourage you tonight. He is. I don't care where you are. He is. He is. I want to encourage you tonight. I want to tell you that this time, oh, yeah, this time next year, oh, my God. See, where you are now is not where you're going to be next year. What you're going through now ain't what you're going to be going through next year. Uh-huh. What you're going through now it's not a relication of what you're going to be next year. No, 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 no. This is not an example of what you're going through. Because next year, this time, you're going to be an overcomer. You're going to be more than victorious. You're going to be a winner. Even now, God is working on your next year. Even now, God is working on your next year. Even now, God is going in the right working now for the future. He's a God that can work now for the future. He can go to the past for now and go and work now for the future. So you'll be encouraged. You'll be encouraged. You take your eyes off where you're at right now and, and look at where you're going to be. Huh? Look beyond. You, the, the old saying said, look beyond the bleach. Huh? Look beyond the break. Look beyond the break. Because God is going to see you through. Psalm 37, 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate, and, and, and cultivate faithfulness. Don't you stop going, being faithful. Don't you stop being good because you're going through. That's what people do. Satan is a trick that Satan plays. He'll have you sinning now because you, you're going through. Now you start doing wrong. You start getting slack. You start going to prayer meeting, Bible study, revivals, church service because you're going through. You're not the only one going through. What if everybody quit and give up when they're going through? Well, nobody wouldn't accomplish anything. You can't give up when you're going through. You can't start back smoking and start back drinking and start back running around now because you're going through. Then when God brings you out, you're going to quit. No, you got to be steadfast and immovable. Don't let these things move you. Don't let these circumstances, don't let these difficulties move you. Be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of God. This is scripture that I'm talking about, not Apostle Lachman's word. Be ye steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the working of the Lord, for much as you know your labor not vain in the Lord. See, God calls us trees. And now a tree ain't going to just move any kind of way. You're just going to go out there and move no tree, especially if it's rooted and grounded. That tree ain't going nowhere. So we got to be like a tree planted by the river water. We can't be moved by every circumstance. We can't move, be moved by every trial and test. We can't be moved by every situation that comes in our life. Uh, difficult times. That's what we're talking about tonight. Difficult. Difficulty. Difficult times. Sometimes you know you be sitting there looking at TV, and the channel go out. And, and you won't see no pictures or nothing. And the word difficulty will come up there. Let them know that they're having problems trying to get the picture. They said, be patient. We're having difficulty. Other words, there's something going on with the movie projector or with the film or, or the machine that they're using to play that picture. Uh, they're having difficulty when they want you to be patient because it's difficult and, and, and they're having problems. They can't, they can't easily fix it, but they're going to fix it, but they're having difficulty fixing it, and they want you to be patient. God wants you to be patient while he fixes your difficulty, just like on the TV. Uh, you sit right there waiting for that picture to come back in because you know it's going to come in because it always come back in. Now, you sit right there and wait on God and let God fix your difficult situation because he will. I don't even want to talk about what it is. I just know that God's going to fix it. But you don't know how hard. I don't care how hard it is. Ain't nothing too hard for the Lord. Ain't nothing too hard for the Lord. Can we talk about that right there? He told Sarah, he said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Why, why, why did he tell Sarah that? Because God told Sarah she's going to have a baby. Here Sarah is, here Sarah is 90 years old, past the time 
way past the time. If she was 70, she'd still be in trouble. She was way past the time that a woman could have a child. And at her age, having a baby at 90 years old would, 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 would cause her heart to start beating. It would be too much trauma on her. But God told her that she was going to have a child. And she laughed at the angel. And the angel said to her, sir, why you laugh? Sir, I ain't laughed. The angel said, yes, you did laugh. He said, is there anything too hard for God? That's why I come out to tell you this evening, in your difficult time, is there anything? Oh, yes, I've been serving God over 40-some years, and yes, I ain't going to name what I've been through, but I've been through a lot of difficult times. Many of them came to stop me. Many of them came to make me quit. Many of them came to make me throw in the towel. Many of them came to make me doubt God. But I kept the faith. By the grace of God, I kept the faith, and I am what I am. Because I hanged on in there. And I come out to tell you, you can hang on in there. Don't you give in to difficulty. You done came too far. Well, you, done, you got too much invested. Get your eyes off what you're going through and look into the hill with coming your help. All your help coming from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Psalm 93, 99. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed. A stronghold in time of trouble. Yes, when you're going through difficult times, you get oppressed. I've been oppressed. I've been so oppressed that I cried, but I didn't give up. Uh-huh. Because I know it was Satan. Yes, I cried, but I didn't give up. I kept the faith. I knew that somewhere and somehow. Even though day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year went by, and, I, and the deliverance didn't come, I didn't give in to the difficulty. I didn't give in to the trials. I didn't give in to the test. But I kept the faith. I hanged on in there. And God gave me the victory. So I want you to know that he's a stronghold for the oppressed. He's a stronghold in times of trouble. But what you got to do is trust him. You got to know that no matter what you're going through, he's going to bring you out of it. You're looking at what you're going through. You don't sell it in your mind. It got the best of me. No, it doesn't have the best of you. You got the best of it, but you just don't know it. Because the greater one is on your side. And you're going to come out victorious. You're going to come out a winner. You're going to come out more than a conqueror. Romans 15 and 13 said, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, God wants you to have joy and hope while you're going through. May, may God fill you with hope. That's what I'm going to say to you tonight, your radio word that is listening. This is what I'm going to say to you tonight through the Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. You that are going through, you that have difficult times, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you will abound in hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you by all means, you're going to come out of this. It ain't going to get the best. You ain't going to stay down there where you're at. You're coming out. Oh, take that script and write it down. Put that script on the wall. Carry it around so you can see it. Know that the God of hope, he's your hope. He's your God of hope. You're hoping in him. Hoping is believing. See, believe, uh, faith is one thing. Believing is another. But hope is a greater thing. Why? Because hope helps you wait. Hope helps you wait. That's what hope is. Hope is waiting. Faith is not waiting. Believing is not waiting. But uh, Faith and believing is trusting in God. But hope waits on God. Hope waits on what you trust. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Hope waits on what you trust. Faith believes. Faith trusts. But hope waits. Because without you being wait. It don't be no good to have faith. And it don't need to be having no trust if you ain't going to wait on God to bring it to pass. So you can't lose your hope. Your hope is powerful. And God want to fill your hope with joy. He don't want you hoping sad. He don't want you hoping mad. He don't want you hoping disappointed. He don't want you hoping with tears in your eyes. He don't want you hoping discouraged and downtrodden. He wants you to hope with joy. And then when you hope with joy, peace is going to come in. Oh, my God. Ecclesiastes 7 and 14. In the day of prosperity, be happy. But in the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other, so that man will not, will not discover anything that will be after him. What God is trying to say, that when you're happy, you're happy. 
Oh, God is all that when you're happy. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make me to lie down in the green path. Can't nobody stop you from testifying on testimony night. You all up there taking somebody else's testimony with you. Because God is blessing you. Everything going in your favor. But what about the difficult times? Where is God at now? He's still the same God. You should be just as happy. You should be rejoicing. You should be rejoicing and giving God praise. Now it looks like God's a loser. It looks like God is a failure because you're walking all sad with a curtain pool or sitting in the dark waiting for victory to come, waiting for deliverance to come. But he's the same God in the time of good, and he's the same God in the time of bad. So you need to praise him. I will bless the Lord, David say. I'm going to bless him in my adversity. I'm going to bless him in the bad time. Uh, I'm going to bless him when things ain't working in my favor. I will bless the Lord at all times. Ah, Tabo His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Ain't that something? We got to learn how to praise God when we're going through, not just when everything's working in your favor. Uh, not at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and the rest of the year it seems to be a boredom. When it's raining, you're going to curse a rainy day. God made the rainy day just as well as he made the sunny day. So he wants you to learn how to rejoice, learn how to praise him in everything. If you learn how to praise God in everything, you will keep your joy. You will keep your joy more. You will you get victory more. We need to trust him. He will be a stronghold in the, he said, Psalm 99 to the Lord will, will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in a time of trouble. Psalm 62 and 5 said, my soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. Isn't that something? That was Psalm 62 and 5. He said, my soul wait silent for God only, for my hope. You can't be sitting waiting on somebody else. God's going to want to bring you out. And you went to somebody else, and they disappointed you, hurt your feelings. You said, wait for them. They're not your answer. Your soul is waiting on God. God's going to bring you out. God's going to give you the victory. God's going to wipe them tears from your eyes. God's going to cause you to come out of this that you're going through. He didn't bring you this up to leave you now. Wow. Ecclesiastes 7 and 14. In the day of prosperity, listen. And the day of prosperity, be happy. And the day of adversity, consider. Okay? In the day of prosperity, be happy. Now, you happy. Yes, you both be happy because you prosper. But when the day you're going through and things ain't working in your favor, adversity, everything working against you, what he said be? He said consider. Consider that the day. Consider that God made that day too. Psalm 37 and 39, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength and time of trouble. Talk about adversity. Adversity is trouble. He's your salvation. He's the salvation for the righteous. If you're righteous, he said, withhold no good thing who walk right before him. Then that means you're right. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, I preach Sunday. If you do right, he will bless you. If you do right. Now, you've got to ask yourself, are you doing right? Me and my wife read the other morning in the scripture. He said, do right at all times. You're going to do right sometime. If you want God to bless you, then do right. But do right all the time. Not when you want to. Do right on Monday. Don't do right again to Friday. Then don't do right again to Sunday. You got to do the right. As I told him Sunday, you got to do right every second, every minute, every hour, every day of the week, every the month, of the year, of the, of the decade, of the century. You got to do right all the time. And when you do right all the time, God said he withholds no good thing because he is your salvation. He is your deliverer. He is your doctor. He is your scour. He is your shelter in a time of a storm. Isaiah 26 and 4. Isaiah 26 and 4 said, trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. Isn't that something? Oh, somebody ought to be encouraged this afternoon to know that you're going to make it because God is on your side. The writer said, if God be for you, listen to what this question is. Paul said, if God be for you, who then? Who is it? Call, come, call me up and tell me. Call me. Don't tell me right now why the message is going on. But call me up when the message is over and tell me who then can be against them. If God be for you, you, you write that on a piece of paper. Who then is against you? Who can stand between you and God? 
who is greater than God in your life? If God before you, I say, who then can be against you? Nobody can be against you. The writer just asked the question. Can't nobody come back to God that is in your life? Can't nobody do better than you than God? Can't nobody bring you out like God bring you out? Can't nobody curse you if God bless you? He said, if God be for you, who can be against you? He said, he's our everlasting rock. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. And you know a rock is a hard thing. A rock can't be moved any kind of way. He's a rock of our salvation. Isn't that what the songwriter says? He's the rock of our salvation. <coughs> rock of age and clerk for me. Let me hide myself in thee. We're going to hide in him. Amen. Mark 11 and 22. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Mark 11 and 22. Have faith. Jesus said that. Jesus didn't tell him to have faith in me, which we are. He said, have faith in God. You got to understand that if you got to learn how to pray, so your prayer can be answered. Jesus never told us to pray to him. He told us to pray to God and pray to God in his name. He said, whatever you have the Father in my name, that I do. He didn't say whatever you ask me. He said, whatever you have the Father, ask him in my name. When you get through praying, say it in Jesus' name. He, he, he's, that, he's that security code that you need that the prayer can be answered. He's that combination that is needed when the prayer has been prayed. Amen. Psalm 31 and 14. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. Ain't that something? You got to know for yourself. Don't be trying to mock nobody else. Don't try to be like nobody else. Don't try to stand on somebody else's faith. You stand on your faith. You stand on what you believe. And if you believe it and nobody else don't want to believe it, don't let them steal your faith. Don't make you make God doubt because they doubt. He said, as for me, he said, I trust in you, O Lord. He said, you are my God. You got to know that God is your God. I don't care what they're going through. I don't care how bad it seems. He is still your God. In the sick room, at home, in the grocery store, he is still your God. Psalm 56 and 11, in God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? You hear what the writer says. You got to put your trust in God and not worry about what man do to you. He said man don't have no heaven or hell. All the thing man can do is kill the body. He can't kill your soul. So the writer said, put your trust in God. So we got we got to ask ourselves a question. Are we really putting our trust in God? Or do we have our trust in our friends? Do we have our trust in our job? Do we have our trust in our money? Do we have our trust in our children? Do we have our trust in our ability, our talent, our health? Because you know, we do so well in doing things and it causes us to prosper. Uh, called bringing great finance and great wealth, so we trust in that. No, it don't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. You still need to put your trust in God. Get up trusting God in the morning. Don't get up trusting because you got a lot of money in the bank. Uh, but get up trusting God because that's what God wants you to do, to put your trust in him. Psalm 31 and 15, my times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hands of my enemy and from those who persecute me. See, when you're going through, you don't have to sit around and talk about what people are doing to you, telling everybody on the Facebook and calling everybody up, telling what somebody said to you and your enemy and what they did. You quit telling people about what your enemy is doing, and then you're telling your enemy what he's doing. No, God said put your trust in tell God. Tell God to deliver you from your enemy. Tell God to, to handle your enemy. You tell God to take this matter into your hand. You take your enemy in his hand, and, and he'll fix it. But long you talk about your enemy, long you sitting around mad at your enemy, then you handle the hand of God who is going to deliver you from your enemy. Psalm, 1 and 12, Psalm 112 and 11, he will not fear evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. He's talking about the righteous. When you live right, 
Evil tide is going to come. Bad news is going to come. Sad news is going to come. You're going to get a bad report, but you're not going to fear that because you know that no matter what it is, God's going to give you victory. It's going to work in your favor because you trust in the Lord. You're trusting in not what you hear. You trust not in the bad news. Uh-huh. You're not trusting in the bad report. You're not trusting in the gossip. You heard somebody say about you, and now you don't lost your joy. Now you're so sad. Now you sitting around and won't talk to nobody. You sitting around and got now you got mad at folk that you weren't even mad at because you mad at them people because they connected to them. And now God can't talk to you because you're mad. But you got to learn how to keep your joy, rejoice, and be exceedingly glad. The Bible said, uh, "Blessed is the man who is talked about and persecuted." The Bible said, "Rejoice and be exceedingly glad." You got to learn how to rejoice and quit frowning. You got to learn how to rejoice and quit getting mad, quit getting the attitude that's stealing your joy. Learn how to rejoice when you hear about somebody talking about you. Next time you hear somebody lie on you, hung your name on the signboard. Find you a place where you can get a good dance in and give God a praise. Because God's going to get them. God ain't going to let them get away with what they did to you. They think they're going to get away, but God is not going to let them get away. Psalm 146 and 3. Let's see what that says. Psalm 146 and 3, do not trust in princes and more to man in whom there is no salvation. Other words, don't put your trust in man. Man is not the answer for your deliverance. Oh, if I had a man, if I had a woman, if I had this, <coughs> excuse me, oh, if I had this, wow, if I had me a good man with some money, had some wealth, got some houses and land, no, baby, put your trust in the Lord. Not in man for him to control you because he got all that wealth. Put your trust in God, not in more than man. So salvation is in God. Psalm 56 and 3, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Talking about being afraid. You know how stuff come upon you sometimes. Sudden fear comes, catch you off guard. Many things come. Sometimes you get a bad report from the doctor. And you start fearing now I need to go home and doctor talking like you need to go home and call the family together because your day's coming to an end. But you ain't going nowhere to God get ready for you to go. So when fear comes, the Bible says don't let trust the fear, but trust God. Because when it's all over with, you're going to get the victory. Proverbs 25 and 19, like a bad tooth and an unsteady foot is confident in a faithless man in time of trouble. See, we start trusting the man when trouble comes, and the man is unfaithful. We think he's going to bring us out of there, and here you sitting there waiting for that man to bring the answer to what you're going through, to bring you out of that difficulty, and he don't even show up, won't even answer the phone. And you know a broken tooth don't feel good. A broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You know a foot out of joint. You can't even walk on it. And a broken teeth, oh, my God. You Just, just talking about it give you, give you the chill. That's what an unfaithful friend will do to you when you start putting your trust in unfaithful people to looking for them to bring you out. And then when it's all over, they won't even show up. Come showing up two or three weeks later, and you done went through the trial. Talking about the Lord told them to do dust and so. If the Lord had told them, it looked like they would have done it. John 6 and 29, Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. This is God's will. This is God's will that you believe in him. This ain't just something God asking you to do. It is his will. Because he knows if you believe in him, you're going to come out victorious. If you believe in God, you're going to come out a winner. You're going to come out more than a conqueror. You hear me? All God wants you to do believe in him. The Bible said Abraham believed God, and it counted him as righteous. He was righteous just because he believed God. Abraham believed if God said it. He, he believed it. The Bible said he staggered not in unbelief. You can't stagger in this thing. You can't believe God today and not tomorrow. You got to trust him and never doubt. That's what the songwriter said. If you trust him and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. And he's still that same God today. The old folks saying, grandma saying, our mama saying, the deacon saying, the mothers in the church saying, long time ago they've been singing this song. If you trust him and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. He's still that God today. He ain't controlled by social service. He ain't controlled by welfare and food stamps. He, he ain't controlled by, the, for, by their system, but he made the system. He is God. 2 Corinthians 1 and 11, 
you also joining and helping us through your prayers so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of, of, of the many. And we've got to learn how in difficult times to pray for others. When we go through difficult, we just pray for ourselves. All our prayers is about what we're going through. All our prayers is about our failure, about our difficulties, about our sicknesses, about our troubles, about our trauma, about our setbacks, about what we're going through, and how often do we pray for others. When next time you're going through, find somebody that is going through. Find somebody you know that is going through. Call them up, too, if you want to, and ask them, can I pray for you? Pray for them. When you pray for others, God will bring deliverance to your house. It'll come quicker if you learn how to pray for others. Now you sitting in that cur- in that dark room, the curtain pool, and just waiting for for the answer that that's gonna so long come because you don't lost your trust and lost your confidence. You just thinking about you, 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 you. How about start thinking about somebody else while you're going through? Joseph, who Joseph had difficult times, but Joseph didn't give up. Joseph still worked for God even even in difficult times. He was there in prison. You know many times you ain't want to be bothered with nobody in prison, but even in prison, Joseph allowed God to use him. He did not give up. He did not quit. He did not throw in the time. His brothers sold him in the easy. How difficult could that be? Look at what David, what Joseph went through. Those were difficult times. But Joseph didn't allow those difficult times to stop him. He didn't lose his anointing. He didn't lose his joy. He didn't lose his presence. Uh, he didn't lose his enthusiasm. He didn't lose his desire to do the will of God. And he came out victorious. You hear me? He came out victorious. Look at the difficult time that Job went through. My God, what most, how most, oh, yeah, it was difficult. He had lost his children. He had lost his home. He had lost his health. There was nothing left for the man to live. Job, Job had a reason to quit. Job had a reason to die. Job had a reason to give up. Job had a reason to throw in the towel. But he said, naked came out from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return to it. The Lord give it, and the Lord take it away. And the Bible said he did not charge God foolish. We sit around charging God foolish. Why you do this, God? Why God? Why God? Job did not say that. He didn't charge God foolish. But he kept his eyes on God, knowing that God was going to bring him out. I didn't look at David, how all David went through. How his father-in-law did him. Those were difficult times. Those times were hard. So he took his wife and gave his wife to the neighbor. Then ran after him. What would it look like? What would it look like Fort Bragg, a military, a whole army running after you, trying to kill you for no reason at all? This man got the everybody in the army, got the lieutenants and the colonels and the sergeants and, and the majors and, and, and all them with him, a 100,000 men running after you, trying to kill you for no reason at all. David would have had difficult times. But in the midst of his difficulty, David was able to write, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made me to lie down and grieve. David was able to write psalms because he knew that. See, you've got to let your trials and tests make you write psalms. other words, the Bible says rejoice, sing psalms, the spiritual psalms. Make melodies in your heart unto the Lord. Don't grab the negative. Grab the positive. Let let your testing and your trials bring a song out of you, bring a praise out of you. Let God get the glory out of you while you're going through. David, let God get the glory. Joseph, let God get the glory out of them. Huh? You hear what I'm saying? They came out victorious because they took the positive and not the negative. They didn't let, their, they didn't let their difficulty make them worse. They let their difficulty make them better. They didn't let what they're going through make them stop, but they let what they were going through push them to the next level. Luke 17 and 5, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. This is what you need while you're going through your difficult time. Say, God, give me the faith to get through this, God. Give me the faith, God, to get through this. And he will. He will give you the faith to get through it. But you got to ask him to get you through it. And he will. So sometimes our faith doesn't need to be enlightened. Our faith needs to be built up. And God is able to build up our faith. So be encouraged. And know that God got it. He got it. He's going to bring you out. And he's going to bring you out victorious. He's going to bring you out on the gaining side. 
Matthew 24 and 23. Again, if anyone say to you, behold, here is Christ, or there he is, do not believe in him. Why the writer is trying to say, why are we waiting? Why are you waiting? Why are we waiting on his return? Why are we waiting? He's coming back one day. But you got to hold on to the get back. If you quit, you're not going to make it. If you throw in the towel, you're not going to make it. When Jesus comes back, if you ain't still saved, you're not going to make it. And once saved, always say, that's not true. That that's something somebody made up. They, that ain't in the scripture. Because you can be lost if you give up. How are you going to be saved if you gave up? How are you going to still be saved if you quit? How are you going to still be going... How are you going to still be going to New York and you turn around and went with and headed towards Chicago? You can't go two ways at the same time. You've you got to stay on the straight and narrow way. Looking into the hill will come at your help. So people are going to tell you why you waited that Jesus here, Jesus in New York, Jesus over yonder, Jesus over here. No, he ain't there. Don't let him deceive you. Don't do all this stuff people talking about. The Lord told them he's coming back Wednesday or he's coming back Friday. Then they're selling all their material stuff. If, God, if Jesus is coming back Friday, why are you selling all your material stuff? You ain't going to be able to take it with you. See how deceitful people are? And have you deceived too? Matthew 24 and 25, Behold, I have told you in advance. Oh, what have he told us? He has told us that we we more than a conqueror. He done told you this in advance. You are more than a conqueror. You're more than a winner. You're more than the victorious. He told you that in advance before you started going through, before your trials came, before the difficult time came. He already done told you. He already done told you that when these things happen, he already told you when these things, before they even come, he said, put your trust in me. He said, not look at them things, but look unto the hills would come at your hell. Ain't that what he said? He said, I feed the birds of the air. I clothe the little of the valley. Will I not take care of you, oh, ye little faith? He had already told us that when these difficult times come, he already got the gun, gave us a victory. We already done one. Michael 7 and 5, listen what Michael 7 and 5 says. Do not trust in neighbors. Uh-oh, somebody in trouble. Do not have confidence in a friend. From her, from her who lies in your bosom, Guard your lips. Do not put your trust in neighbor. It's okay to have a neighbor, but don't start putting your trust in neighbor. It ain't your neighbor's responsibility to give you salt and pepper and butter every time you every time you get up in the morning. They got a, their own responsibility. You go to the grocery store and get your salt, pepper, and your butter. Quit going to your neighbor's house because your neighbor talking about you now. Yeah, your neighbor talking about you. They ain't telling you they talking about you, but they talking about you. That last stick of butter you got, yeah, that last salt and pepper, that you know, that whatever you got from them lads, they talking about it. And the scripture says, don't trust in your neighbor, don't have confidence in a friend, have your confidence in God, because that very friend you got confidence in is telling your business. Uh huh. And make sure you careful where you lay your head, who you talking to, who you talking to. He said, guard your lip when you lay your head in somebody's bosom. Because look what Samson did. He laid his head, he laid his head in the ladder lap, but he didn't guard his lip. And look what it cost him. He told her all his strength. He told her where his strength was. She he laid in her lap and she got word from his lip. The Bible said when you're laying someone book, be careful what's on your lip. Be careful, guard your lip. Sometimes we talk too much. Sometimes we tell too much. Psalm 15, 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue and you will be honored. Listen, call upon me in the day of, of adversity. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about struggle. Call upon me in the day of struggle, and then I shall rescue you and you will honor me. See, God wants to get the honor. That's why he's waiting for you to call on him. Quit every time you go through, you calling on somebody else. For you ain't even got out in the trial. You you ain't hardly got in the trial. Good. You got the phone up, calling somebody up to, uh, to pray. You you. I know you want to come out, but sometimes you need to more, you need to wonder why God got you going in. Cause you don't learn nothing while you're going in. You're gonna go in again. God ain't meaning for people to pray you out of everything you're going through. Cause He know it ain't gonna destroy you. He know it's not gonna get the best of you. He's trying to teach you something while you there, but you trying to run and get somebody to pray you out of this. You ain't even been in it yet. You don't know what God even said, and here you you trying to wiggle out of it. You you can't take it. You can't take the heat. 
The Bible said every man's work going to be tried to see what sort they be. God ain't going to put no more on you you able to bear. He said he wouldn't be God to do that. So he said, call upon me in a day of trouble. When you're going through, call on the Lord. Go to your prayer closet. Tell God about it. He said, he'll rescue you. He didn't say your neighbor's going to rescue you. He said, he's going to rescue you. Psalms 12 and 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace on the earth, refined seven times. What that mean is, what that mean, apostle, God don't lie. God's word is refined. God done tried his word. God, he said, let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. God done tried his word seven times. When something been tried in the fire and it done been, it been burnt seven times and it don't burn up, it ain't going to burn up. It done been refined seven times. God said he refined his word seven times. So his word is not no lie. God's word is not a lie. Now, somebody might lie on God. Hear what I'm saying? Somebody might lie on God and say God said something and God didn't say it. That doesn't make God a lie. They lie. But the Bible said this way you know that, it, that God said it, it shall surely come to pass. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. Because God ain't no lying God. Because God just told you his word had been refined. I'm going to give you one more scripture, and then I'm going to pray. Matthew 24 and 10. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate. One another. Job 13 and 15, this will be my last verse. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Nevertheless, I will argue my way before him. Job said, though he slay me, yeah, I will trust in him. David, Job said, I'm not going to let what I'm going through. Job said, I know God ain't going to. See, Job won't say God going to slay him. Job knew God wasn't going to slay him. He said, but if he did slay me, I'm going to trust him anyway because I know he, doing, he knows why he's doing what he's doing. He ain't going to make no mistake. I know. I don't understand what I'm going through, but I do understand that God knows what he's doing. And so I'm going to trust him. Even though it looks like I'm being destroyed, I'm going to still trust the Lord because I don't believe he bought me this far to leave me. And he didn't bring you there for the leaving. You can trust him, too. He ain't going to slay you. He ain't going to uh, mislead you. He's not going to bruise you. He's not going to deceive you. He's God right by himself. And he is able to do everything but fail. So I come this afternoon saying, get your eyes off your difficulty. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes off your situation. Get your eyes off your setbacks. Get your eyes off your failures. Uh, get your eyes off your hurt and get your eyes on the Lord who did, who who bought you this for not to leave you now. And then we always say, he ain't bringing me this for to leave me now. I come too far. Yes, you did come too far, and he didn't bring you this far to leave you now. He's been with you in the be, beginning. He's going to be with you in the end. He is on your side. He is going to bring you out of this difficulty. Precious Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, thanking you for the message tonight, letting us know that we can make it in spite of difficult times, that we take our eyes off our difficulty, take our eyes off our circumstances, take our eyes off our situation, take our eyes off our trials and our tests, take our eyes off our hurt, our setback, our wrongdoing, and put our eyes on you, God, who brought us this for to continue to take us home. You said that you knew your thought concerning us. Thoughts are good and not evil. Uh, thought, thought to prosper us and bring us to an expected end. And we want to thank you for that, God. We want to thank you for strengthening where we're weak. We ask that you would strengthen them where they're weak. Build them up where they're torn down. Give them a new mindset. Give them a new hope. Give them a new outlook. Let them stop looking at the trial. Stop looking at the test. Stop looking at the hurt. Stop looking at the setback. Stop looking at the failure, but look unto the hill where coming to hell. Why? Because all the help coming from the Lord. In the name of Jesus, give them a fresh anointing on the radio world. Everyone that is listening, God, on the Lost Heat program, give them a fresh anointing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Do it for them, O oh God. Pick them up where they're falling down. Stretching them up where they're weak. Revive them all over again. Get them up from their God at that place where they want to quit and give up and throw in the towel. Let they know be a yes. Let they give up be a go here, God. Do it for them. And thy name shall be praised. The glory and all the honor 
it shall be thine. And we'll forever give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, we pray and say thank you. Amen and amen. Yes, welcome. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 